Tommy, Tommy, Tommy boy. Young Michael. Tommy, remember when we talked on the phone a day or two ago and I thought I had red eye? Pink eye, I mean. Pink, Pink? red, purple, blue. (laughs) Pink eye. I didn't have pink eye. It was my wife who freaked me out. So I go to the urgent care and I think I did this to myself. When I cut my grass and it's high and it's wet, I hate having to stop every five seconds. So I take off that thing that kind of catches the grass. So now it just frees freely, freely and doesn't get stuck. And they it think- It does what freely? It, it flows, you know, the, the grass just shoots out. Right. And I think a foreign object, like some kind of grass or something, got in my eye. So I did it to myself, Thomas. Grass in your eye? Yeah. because you, you sure it wasn't something you were smoking? <laughs> that goes in the mouth, not in the eye. Well, I'll never know about you, you know. So how are you feeling, buddy? How am I feeling? Well, it's officially the end of summer. Actually, it's unofficially the end of summer. The official, official end of summer is a few weeks away. Right. But after Labor Day. Yeah, I know. It's all over. It's so sad. (laughs) We wait forever for it to get here. And then, boom, she's gone. Thomas, do you know why we have that saying, you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day? Do you know that? Why yeah, just, why is that? Is that something Kathleen Turner came up with in that <laughs> crazy mom movie? No, you're not going to believe this, but here's what it is. Summertime is a time where we have a lot of cookouts, barbecues, picnics. And let's face it, Americans are slobs. We eat like animals. And by the time Labor Day rolls around, we have stains on all our white stuff. We can't wear them anymore. <laughs> That's why is it's that started. what it is? Yes. Oh, I always wondered why. Why? <laughs> now speaking cooler of the colors of, in the summer. Now speaking of the end of summer, I want to ask, pose you this question because you're a man of, you know, you're up on everything. You're the Renaissance man. What do you think was the biggest story of the past summer? I'm going to give you a couple seconds to think, and I'll even give you three ch- chances to get it right. Because well, this I know is subjective. I well, didn't know there was a wrong or right answer. There's a lot of big stories happening. Everything from. You know, I'm not going to give you help, but what do you think is the biggest story of the summer? I'd say the Mueller investigation. Uh, that started before that, so I'm going to give you a no on that. Check uh, A no? No, because that started w- before that. That started way before that. Going when did for- Puerto Rico happen? That was over a year again, too. So you're That was over a year ago? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It was a- John McCain? No. Come on. The biggest story of the summer. Yes. Okay, three strikes, you're out. What is it? Well, I thought you were going to say something like Helsinki. Oh, or, or, uh, or Korea. Or, the wild, or the wildfires in California that went on for weeks and weeks right, and weeks. Right, right, right. How but soon that, we forget. But that's not it. You know what it is? What is it? When we found out that the American Miss America pageant was doing away with the swimsuit competition. That's the biggest story, my friend. Damn. Ah, it was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> you should have known that, right? I, I should have. There she is. Who watches that anymore? Nobody, right? Who cares? Nobody. Oh, you do. I'm sorry. I I think some men. My point exactly. (laughs) Some men tune in for the swimsuit competition. And that's gone. They could do away with when they come out there and they start twirling batons. That's a channel changer. I want to see those fiery batons. That's what I want to see. Right. I'd watch that. So you didn't get the big story of the summer. I didn't. Sorry. Gretchen Carlson comes in there and shakes things up, and now they want to throw her back out again. Yeah, poor Gretchen. Yeah, she's got about, what, $10, $15 million in the bank? Yeah, for, she did okay. Thank you, Bill O'Reilly. And Roger Thank you, Ailes. Roger Ailes. Thank right. you, Roger Mur- Murdoch. What's his name? 
<laughs> Rupert Murdoch. Rupert. Rupert Roger. 220, 221, whatever it takes. Tom and Mike. Now, you're the perfect guy for me to ask you this because you've got three lovely women in your life, two sweet daughters and a wife. So you're going to be able to answer this for me because to me, this is a big mystery about women. Are you ready? Ready. Now, women are amazing. I mean, they're the more, they're nurturers, they're sensitive. I think they're more level-headed. Oh my God, I'd love to see them take over in Congress and have them the majority because men sure haven't done as well, have they? The female party. Yes. Okay. I'd like to see women just control Congress. We wouldn't go to these stupid wars. They work things out. They compromise. That being said, Thomas, here's what I can't figure out about women. What in the hell is with high heels? Have you ever tried walking in high heels? Actually, I have. <laughs> It's, it's impossible. It is. And so, you might want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. You don't I play have, dress up? Come on. I mean, everybody, every man has put on a pair of high heels just to see what it's like. And I don't get it. I know that there's vanity involved, but how they could possibly go to a work, some, you know, spend six, seven hours in high heels. I don't get it. Do you? They're so sexy, though. Does your wife wear a lot of heels? No, never. I can't remember. The last time my wife... Wore heels was probably at a wedding or something. Try walking the city streets. Right. Go to New York. You see women walking in high heels on the sidewalk. That's insane. Now, a lot of women got smart, you know, and they put their their tennis shoes in their purse and they switch them out, which seems smart. But why wear them to begin with? It's got to be a killer, right? And what about running from a mugger? That's not going to work, is no, it? No, that's not going to work. Well, Although... You, you could take it off and hit him in the eye with that's it, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so are you funeraled out? I am totally funeraled out. You know, for a while there, I thought kids were going to go to college and graduate before that Aretha and John McCain were buried. Yeah, it took a long time, especially for Aretha. What's up with that? She had like a two-week break between when she died and then the first memorial service. McCain was just boom, 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 like like four different memorial services. I mean, they both deserved what they got, but boy, they went on for a long time. Forever. And Aretha had a seven-hour final funeral. Yeah. She got her respect. Did you see they were changing her outfits in the coffin? No. Yeah. One day she was wearing like a green dress with green high heels, and then... I think the day of her funeral, she was in a red burgundy dress with red shoes. I just remember seeing the shot. I didn't see her face of the rear of the casket. You could see her high heels and her feet were crossed, which is kind of weird. I've never seen that before. I'd like to have that job, changing a corpse. No. 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 Thank you. You should have gone to college. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or something. Could be my next gig if this fuel thing doesn't work out, right? Right. But, you know, it's kind of amazing how much respect, I mean, I like John McCain a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things I disagree with him, but you can't tell me that guy wasn't a, a real American patriot, right? Yeah, no, he was the real deal. He was, and and he had friends on both sides of the aisle. And I mean, that funeral was just an testament to what America really was because you had everybody, 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 except for one person we won't talk about. Right. And I just loved the way Bush, Obama, and Meghan McCain gave those speeches and enough be said, right? Well, yeah, because their speeches were laden with uh, shots at the president, right? Right. And you know what he did while they were, why that was happening, don't you? He was playing golf. <laughs> oh, man. I just once, I would like to see a reporter at one of those press conferences say, Mr. President, all respect, for months when you were campaigning, you used to take shots at Obama saying he played golf and you used to say, when I'm president, I won't play golf because I'll be too busy. 
Well, this guy is playing more golf than by 10 presidents combined. Tom and Mike. Do you know the definition? Do you know what a hipster is? A hipster is someone who's on the constant cutting edge of that which is cool in society, correct? Close. First of all, give me their age range. I'm going to say anywhere between the ages of 27 and 40. Pretty much our listening audience, they're all hipsters. That's why they're listening. (laughs) 20 to 30s, and they value independent thinking, counterculture, progressive politics, and appreciation of art, indie rock, and creativity. Okay. And and do you know what the three biggest hipster cities are? In the U.S.? Yes. That's a really good question. I would say Portland, Oregon would be one. Look at you coming out, pulling this out. I would say Austin, Texas. Look at you. Really? I got two out of three. Now, the third one I'm going to have to really work on here. Hold on. Hold on. Let me pull this out of my yin-yang and go with, I know I'm not going to get this, but get ready to hit the buzzer. All right. San Francisco, California. No. Believe it or not, it's a part of New York City, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. You know? Although, Brooklyn, yes, I see it. Have you ever been to that Brooklyn Bowl? It's a 24-hour bowling alley that they have live rock music, and it's so much fun. Right. That's right. where this hipster hangs out when he goes to New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn Bowl. Very hip, very happening. No, they're a big part of our uh, you know, electorate, and hopefully you know, they'll get involved this time because a lot of time, Politicians don't take people in their 20s and 30s seriously because they don't usually vote. But I think that's going to change, don't you? Oh, yeah. The day is coming when the hipsters are going to step up. I hope so. You know, oh, you know what? There's one other city I forgot to mention that's in that. Minneapolis. Okay. You knew that, right? No, I didn't. (laughs) Minnesota. If you're from Minnesota, you're a hipster because you talk like that, right? Right. Minnesota, North Dakota. (laughs) Very close, don't you think? Yes. Tom and Mike. Thomas, I'm going to do something that that I think is very beneficial. This is going to provide a service to people. And it's all about losing weight. You know, people spend hundreds of dollars a year on a gym membership. They do stupid deal meals and they send away for... What are some of those things that people, you know, diet? I'll tell you the latest hipster diet. What is it? It's called the keto diet. Right. Have you heard about that? No, the paleo I've heard of. Yeah, the keto is kind of like Atkins, but it's even more strict with nothing, nothing but protein. I mean, right. at least with Atkins, you get to have a little bit of carbs, but not this. This, right. is, and paleo, this is pretty uh, pretty drastic. And they say the pounds just drip right off as and- you starve to death. And they say that paleo is the big new one now, the hip hip one. You're supposed to eat like the caveman ate, which I say is a bunch of bunk because the caveman was all of about four foot five and lived to the grand old age of 27. So I don't get that, right? Caveman was not a hipster. <laughs> he was outside of the hipster demo. But here's what I'm going to tell people. Now, I don't want them people to do this for the rest of their lives, but if they want to knock off 15 to 20 pounds in a month, because it happened to my wife and I. We both had a little bit of extra weight around our belly. We both work out all the time. We felt we were in good shape, but we still had a little extra weight. I was 207. I'm six feet. So what's the magic bullet, Michael? It's as simple as A, B, and C. And the C stands for carbs, baby. Cut out the carbs. 
Just don't eat Yeah, car- okay, duh. What about the A and the B? Everybody knows about the carbs. Well, yeah, but they don't. It's so simple. For breakfast, you have apples with almond butters, or you have a smoothie, or you have eggs, or you have fruit, you know? And for lunch, you have tuna fish or steamed vegetables or leftovers, chicken or fish from the last night. And then for dinner, you have a big salad and fish, chicken, any kind of meat. And you just cut out all that second stuff. You don't have potatoes. You don't have rice. You don't have beans. And you don't have bread, for God's sake. No bread. What's wrong with beans? I don't know. I think they're some kind of a, a They're carb. full of protein. They're low in carbs. I know, but you want to lose weight. I'm saying you don't do this forever. So I'm down. I'm What's one, the A and the B? In one month. What's the A and the B? I, it was a joke. A, B, and C. As simple as A, B, C. Oh. C being carb. So I was 207 when this started a month ago. I'm 189. And Claire's down to 121, and I think she was 135. So you've lost eight pounds. And we don't do it religiously. We're not fanatics. On the weekends, we, we have our carbs. But, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and all day Friday, we do that. And then Friday night, we have a little bit of cheat, and Saturday night, we cheat, and then we're back on Sunday. How about so, cheese? Can you eat cheese? Yeah, you can eat cheese. I love cheese. So I'm just going to throw it out there. If you want to follow it, you're all, you it's know. It's the Michael diet. There you go, buddy. Tom and Mike. Did you hear about... <laughs> North America now has the first sex doll brothel in Toronto. What? Yes. First Seriously? Of all, yes. You have to pay a cover at the door? Yes. They have a bouncer? I don't know. It's probably... <laughs> they it's have probably, a waiting list? <laughs> you, know who the, you know who the bouncer is? No. The Michelin man. Oh. <laughs> you know, so you're so wanted, funny. That I was just, a joke, right? Yes, it was. Hey. But they have... Courtesy and, laugh. <laughs> now, they've had these sex brothels or uh, sex doll brothels in, I think, Tokyo and another uh, European city, but never before in North America. So Toronto's first. My question to you is, what kind of man goes to a, a sex doll brothel? A very disturbed, demented, sick individual. Boy, I tell you, if I, I would never even, I mean, that's the, even if I was single for years, I would be afraid that there's some guy with a camera taking shots of me. So you've already the, thought the whole scenario no. through. <laughs> How do I do this without getting caught? But I, I guess you don't have to worry about tipping, do you? No, that's Just, true. There's not, some advantages, right? But I guess you have to pay a fee to go in there, which is a lot. And it's definitely no smoking, you know, because if you accidentally... You know, puncture you one of those dolls. It right. could be like you know. That's right, because after the after the act is done, you, what, what do you usually see? You see them them sit across and have a cigarette. Boom! There she goes. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, we live in a strange time, don't we? So, if they, one of those things get punctured, do they like fly around the room? <laughs> I've never had sex quite like that. The woman just <laughs> well. Tom and Mike. You are the movie man. You love movies. I so, love movies, yes. So I'm going to give you a chance to get to to really be creative. I want you to tell me, in all the years you've seen movies, you probably say to yourself, boy, I'd like to see this scene just once in a movie. Now, can you come up with a scene in a movie we haven't seen yet that you'd love to see just once? Like the girl rides off with the bad guy instead of the good guy? Or, or I don't know. Just run with it. Anything come to mind? No, but I'm sure there's something on the tip of your tongue. No, no. I want to see if you have something. (laughs) I never really try to change what's already, you know, something that I enjoy. My creative juices flow in other directions. So you've never Obviously, not movies or radio. (laughs) (laughs) You've never looked at a movie and said, boy, I'd like to see this scene once. No. How about you? 
Well, I have one. See? (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you're going to help me, but I guess I'll have to come through with this one. I want to see a scene in a movie where a group of dangerous-looking bank robbers wearing masks come bursting into a big, giant, crowded bank with machine guns, and they say, everybody get down! And a guy in the corner hits a boombox, puts on James Brown, everybody in the bank starts dancing. Wouldn't that be fun? That sounds like a really bad Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> or, or, the, or and I know how much you love Adam Sandler movies. Oh, God. As much as you love Dallas television show. By the way, did you take my recommendation? Marcella? On yeah. I watched the first five minutes. Uh, I know, because they talked with an English accent. You yeah, can't. I don't know. You know, we were talking about this over the weekend. Things that we like to watch, you know, that's streaming on Netflix. And I just spent the entire weekend binge watching season two of Ozark, which is incredible. It's just amazing. It is. At Justin Bateman. Have you gotten through the second season yet? No, we've done four. But that Bateman. All weekend. That's all I did. I watched all 10. And I'm telling you, this is probably the closest thing to a series being as entertaining as Breaking Bad. It is so good. And you think it's actually better than Breaking Bad. My wife thinks it's better than Breaking Bad. And we love Breaking Bad. Oh, this is so, so good. I love it. But yeah, we were talking about, he, he was recommending Marcella, which is an English series that's right. streaming on Netflix. Netflix. And my problem with the English is, you know, I don't really speak that good of English anyway. Oh, and so my understanding of the language, you know, is, you know, it just kind of gets convoluted when you start mixing in music and you have to strain to hear and understand what they're saying. I just don't like typically, you know, we watched The the Crown. We watched Downton Abbey. We'd love those series. But a lot of times we'd have to hit the rewind and go, what did they say? You know, because sometimes they speak very breathy. And, you know, with that accent, what, you and then you're mixing, you're mixing in the music. It's hard to understand what they're saying. Come are on. You, give me a some, break here. Are you some kind of hillbilly? <laughs> huh? Well, I used to be. I know. I don't get I this. grew up in North Carolina. If that makes me a hillbilly, then I am a certified tar hillbilly. Get it? We got to get some guy to come up with some invention for you. So when they're speaking English... You can hit something on your TV set and it prints out. The I think bottom. it's called subtitles. Right. But for <laughs> yeah, you, I got that on my TV. But for me, what would it be? Subtitles for dummies, right? So after five minutes, you just said, I'm out of here. And I think we are too. Tom and Mike.